0: Hey everyone, three questions of Bobby Policino. See? got it. Even. Theme music and everything. All right, I'm with uh, Bobby Policino. Actually, Bobby, you are a head of school, right? Is that, is that the, the term? In-
1: I'm a head of upper school. So we're a K-12 school. I'm responsible for grades 9 through 12.
0: Right. And you're actually in the Maryland area. We were just talking about sports and the sports teams that we grew up loving. And so I like no matter what, I'm going to talk about sports at some point. But uh, Bobby actually uh, has a new book coming out uh, with uh, Road to Awesome, Darren Pepperd. Awesome. I I actually have met Darren Pepperd a a couple of times. He's an awesome, awesome guy. Um, And it's called The Principal Leader and yes. i actually asked bobby how do you spell principle because i know principle and i my blog used to be called the principle of change i used to get and i spelled it pal and people are like you spelled it wrong i'm like no i spelled it the way it's a play on words that's why it's happening so uh right. you have that book coming out um coming out really soon Yes. Um, Before we get into the three questions, can you give like a one minute synopsis? What is what is the book The Principal Leader about?
1: Yes. Uh, And it's P-L-E-D, not P-A-L, the the plan words there. So uh, The Principal Leader is for current and aspiring school leaders who are looking for suggestions, feedback, ideas, tips uh, on their path to leadership, Uh, covers uh, relationship principles, fitness principles, Leadership principles, leadership strategies, and things that you can do to grow and develop as a leader every day in your life, both um, personally and professionally.
0: And that, that and I, I love that concept. And I think the the idea for me, um, when I look at leadership, when I look at you know things outside of education, principles is is the most important thing, right? Like I, I'm going to say this: this is one of my biggest pet peeves is a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. It drives me crazy, and that is typically um someone who has principles for others that doesn't necessarily live you know by by the same principles uh themselves yeah. and I think that to me is a a really powerful uh concept, and I think it's something that uh, it would be great conversation to to have with not only leaders but I think- uh you know educators as well. I think it's obviously. Uh, something we need to teach our students as well is like, what are the principles we, and I, I think part of it too, and, and I don't know if you discussed this in the book, um, that we define what our principles are and yes. live by them and not necessarily define what our, princ- your, our principles should be for you. Would you, how, right. do you talk about that at all in the book or like, how, how do you, how do you define that?
1: Yeah. Talk about the fact that you need to know what they are for yourself. right? Um, and And those should drive your decisions and your habits and your choices that, that you're making um, and that you're holding yourself accountable to them. Um, Because to your point, you, at the end of the day, you really can't hold somebody else accountable for their choices. I mean, you, you can impose consequences. You can make them feel guilty, do all of those things. But if they don't actually believe it and don't want to hold themselves accountable, it doesn't matter what you say or do. And
0: that, that's, what's beautiful about that. That concept is that having that conversation and how, because if you, let's say you can, you know, like you're telling your students, like you hold, we are going to hold you to these principles and they have no accountability to that in themselves. What happens when they leave your school at the end of the day? What happens right. when they leave school and they're done, right? And so really kind of em- embodying that, uh, modeling that is a is the great best way to like, you know, hopefully people follow that uh, in others. So let's get to the three questions. Yeah. Uh, so I know that you actually have, um, you know, been in education for several years. I know you've been, you've actually been in administration for how, how many years have you been in admin? i've been admin
1: for uh 16 years well,
0: that, that's crazy that's like and you like you taught for i think what did you say seven, or, seven
1: eight. or eight before that yeah
0: seven or eight. so like you you know you know what you're doing so uh, it's gonna be excited <laughs> to see what i don't know about, about. that <laughs> yeah yeah well we'll find out in the book right so we'll find out if you know. right um, so when you look back at your own career as an educator, you think about all the teachers you've interacted with, some of the teachers you had as a kid, who was a teacher that really inspired you and why?
1: Yeah, I would think uh, for a teacher that inspired me, my 11th grade uh, AP US history teacher, Ms. Harrison, um, who, you know, day one sort of set the groundwork to tell everybody how hard we were going to work in that class, uh, what what to expect. And I was absent on day two getting my uh, driver's license Uh, and apparently she had said something that obviously I wasn't going to be up to the task since I left after the first day. Um, And, you know, that sort of stuck with me, you know, that she knew somebody wasn't in class on day two, right? And sort of who is that person Um, and just really enjoyed the way she led that class. She was demanding. She expected a lot from us, um, but she poured a lot into that class as well. Um, And U.S. history is so APUS is so content heavy, you know, it could really just be down in the books, but she did a great job with that. And she was also the National Honor Society advisor um, and a good friend of mine and I in our senior year um, made a less than principled choice. Uh, And she called us into into her classroom and said, you know, I'm looking forward to the two of you graduating and maybe looking for some different friends and making some different choices and, you know, just took the opportunity to let us know that um she cared about us she hoped that we made some some better decisions and then that we took some life lessons out of that experience so again you know i was in a large public school two thousand kids like she didn't have to to take me and my friend in and have that conversation and so um, i'm grateful for all she did in my junior and senior year all right let's give miss harrison a a little shout out There you go. And so the uh
0: what what's I, I love that first of all, the high expectations thing, right? Like that is yeah. that is something that really matters. And you have to have a relationship, right? And I, I've always advocated for this is that if you're gonna push somebody, they need to know that they also have your back. And so that's where the yeah. relationship piece came in beautifully. And I was actually just I was uh just you know recently speaking to a group of educators talking about um how how there's a lot of people really disappointed um that Kids weren't showing up to virtual stuff, right? Mm-hmm. They were skipping. And I said that the the classrooms that were most successful in that process, the kids knew if I don't show up, the whole class will lose out on what I have to contribute to that space. Cause if you feel you have some ownership in the space, right? And then and I and I pointed out that we all did the same thing as educators too. We would skip classes in in you know in college in university if we knew we'd get the powerpoint and download or powerpoint or download the notes and actually uh and nobody would know if we were there or not right because it was just about the content like i'm just so if i'm like if if nobody notices so like that she noticed right away that you weren't there on the second day and this is not like she's only teaching your class she's probably got you know hundreds of students And noticing that right away, that says something immediately. And I think that's, you know, and I've always said this, that it's way harder to build relationships at the high school level because of the amount of students that you actually have, but it's no less important than it is at any level. So I I love that story. So you obviously wrote a book, uh, you know, know, on on these principles and talking about this. So I know you have a a big investment in leadership, administration. Mm -hmm. So what do you think about... Um, administrators that inspired you, whether someone you know had as a kid, someone you work with now, who's someone that really inspired you and why?
1: Yeah, I would say somebody that that I worked with for several years at Bullis, where I am now, um, and who's and he is now the head of school at PEC, a K-8 school in New Jersey. Andy Dolinsky, um, Andy and I started at Bullis together as teachers. Um, he became the dean of students after a few years, then after that, he became the head of the upper school. The job I eventually uh, followed in his footsteps in. Um, And I also followed Andy in the Dean of Students role, and he helped me to really develop a a clear understanding of all the gray that exists in working with high school students. Mm -hmm. You know, I was certainly um, as a teacher, as a coach, much more black and white um, and sort of accepting that gray exists in so many of our conversations and um, going into each interaction with those students, especially when they made a mistake um, to listen where they were coming from and and before we get into why did you did why did you do this or you did do this and here's the outcome of saying you know what's going on you know how are things yeah. happening and and i really uh have grown and developed because of andy's mentorship even after he left so he did a great job of setting that foundation for me as an administrator all right andy linsky if you're listening <laughs> well, shout out
0: there so the, the i i think that conversation in the gray is, is really important It's uh, there is kind of sometimes this hope for black and white consequences for different actions. I remember um, when I was an administrator, we had asked this interview question. And I would say, You have two kids on the same day in two totally different interactions, same age, neither of them have ever been in a fight. And they both initiate a fight that day. Are their consequences the same? And some people would say, um, "Oh, like yes, of course, right?" And and then I would say, "Okay, one of their dads just died." Is the answer the same? Like, and that's like that conversation changes things, right? right. And the 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 answer that I was looking for was, "I don't know enough." Like, who are the kids? What's yeah. their experiences, right? As opposed to just looking at is like you're a cop uh, giving a ticket for someone speeding. And it's kind of interesting. Like, hey, you broke the law, you you you're speeding. Someone gives you a cop a t- a cop gives you a ticket, they go away, and then a lot of people don't think, Oh man, I was so in the wrong. I shouldn't have they, the first they think is like this this person's a jerk. Oh, yep. dear, give me a ticket. So they don't actually see that. So I think having those conversations with their kids at different reactions, like I, I would say that sometimes I would suspend a kid. I was at school because I knew that that was a, a good consequence based on what I knew about their context or family structure, all of this other stuff. Where sometimes I would actually uh, suspend a kid in school in my office where I'd be with them for five days because they needed, you know, someone, an adult to connect with that they knew they supported them. And so you, you kind of always have to read those situations. And right. that's how I, I want like even with my own children how I interact with them. And when things go wrong, it's, it, it is, it is different because they're very different personalities. So I, yeah. I appreciate that. That's a great lesson to live by. All right. So last question, you've been in education for a while. Um, I bet if you could go back and look at your first year, just like everyone else, you'd be like, Oh, I can't believe I used to do that. But is there, right. is there, is there something when you look back, if you go talk to Bobby in his first year, what is some advice yeah. that you'd give to yourself?
1: I would say number one is, every day you walk into that classroom, realize that you're learning with the students. Yeah. Now I think too often you go in there as a young teacher. uh, I like to think it's different today um, and how we work with young teachers, but that you're going in with the information to fill the vessel that's sitting in the chair in front of you. And so going in with that open mind so that when questions come up, you're genuinely curious with the kids too. You're not frustrated that you're off topic or off task and not getting through the lesson that you're saying, you know what, let's, let's find out, let's look into that. Let's dig into that. And that's something as a, I was a science teacher for, for many years. I mean, so questions would come up all the time in a ninth grade biology class that I could have done a better job of learning alongside the kids and sort of digging in. Um, and that would be one. Um, the other one is, um, you know, when you teach the same class four or five times a day is before that group comes in, tell yourself this is their first day with you. This is their first time with you, you know, right. because when you get the same question at two o'clock, that you've already answered four or five times, it can be hard. Right. Uh, so that would probably be the other thing I would tell myself.
0: I love that. I think, I think actually, like, as I'm listening to you, I think one of the best things we can do first, is like, let's say you're teaching a biology class. It's not that necessarily kids have learned, biology by the time they leave your class but they actually have a curiosity and wonder that they want to continue learning biology after your class yes right like that that is something you know and that that really goes into to what we actually model so i love that bobby and uh, i'm really excited for uh, the release of your book congratulations on that because i Thank know you. how tough of a process that is uh but anyone if you are uh you can find out bobby's information uh down in the description down below his book will be releasing very soon so make sure you keep an eye out on that too Bobby, thank you so much. And everyone, thank you so much uh, for listening today. It was great having you.
1: Thanks, George.